Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, 24 Carat Tribe. How are hey, you today? <laughs> I am so excited because we have... So I was looking back at our podcast episodes and I realized that, Corey, you were one of our very, very first people that we had on. Corey Clark is here with us today. I'm super excited. <laughs> Yes. And she was one of the very first people that agreed to be on this crazy podcast that we started. And so she was brave enough to come back. <laughs> She's like, okay, yeah, I'll come back. She's um, like, you guys are still here? So oh, right. <laughs> people are still listening to you? <laughs> no way. Oh my goodness. Well, Corey is not only a friend, but she is an entrepreneur, a founder of Purpose Babe Society and Simplicity Society and helps women find their God-given purpose. So we asked her to come on today to talk about goals. And you know how much I love goals. And Phyllis loves goals now too, which is so amazing. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say I love goals, but I am about goals now. She's about them now. So see, I'm going to say she loves them. <laughs> Don't say love. I okay. wouldn't love. She likes them there. <laughs> I still procrastinate them, but they're, they're in there. I'm actually, um, Corey, I've been writing in my 90 days of purpose. So that's, oh, been really, that's one on my list. You know what? Me. You'll like, I'll have to send you the new one. You will really like it because I, saw I, it. I updated it and I like it so much better now, but anyway, sorry. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to okay. interrupt. No. <laughs> no, no, I mean, feel free to send it. I will take it. <laughs> No, I, it's just more, it's more me. It's more like Christ-centered and it's really like, a, like it's doing the mindset work, but like from a spiritual perspective and like allowing God to, you know, speak to you and yeah. That's so anyway, awesome. so it's well, still the same thing, but a little twist. Well, now that you're on that, I love yeah. the fact that you said 90 days because I feel like 90 days is a really realistic way to set goals. And I know that when I work with my clients, we always start out with quarterly goals. So tell us a little bit, tell us about the 90 days of purpose and what it, that's all about as okay. you started that way. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. So the 90 days of purpose is something I created. It's probably, I mean, I like we've kind of said before the interview, there's like this time warp. So I really when I say like, I, th I think I created it a couple of years ago, it was probably even longer because I feel like the last year and a half, two years is like a blur, but I created the 90 days of purpose planner because I was kind of setting my goals in 90 day increments. And I wasn't necessarily using like the original purposeful planner as much anymore because I was really focused on my business and on self-development and stuff. And so um, I created it because it still uses like my traditional daily planner, but on the other side of the page, it has some place for you to do some like mindset work in the morning. Like, so this is how I start every morning. And, um, there's a place for you to write down three things that you're grateful to God for. 
And then it has a place for you to write down, you know, what used to be, it said like affirmations, but now it's like, who, who does God say I am? So writing those things, like, who does God say I am? So that you can like get them in your mind. You know, you have to repeat that stuff. You have to get it in your mind. And then we go into, then there's a place for you to write down um, dreams that you're believing for God to fulfill for you. And then it has a place for intentions. And so the reason I start my day like that is because I just feel like there's so much that's like trying to get our attention. There's all these lies that we're either telling ourselves or the enemy's telling us or whatever, you know, wherever we're hearing these lies, if we don't replace them and like retrain our mind to actually believe the things that God has told us, believe the dreams he's put in our heart and really seek him first, it, you know, we can end up going into the day just a hot mess. And so it helps me just get in the right mindset in the morning. And I mean, like I do my Bible reading and all that stuff first, but this is like my, okay, it's time to get to work and I got to get my mind right. And I got to get my day started. Yeah. And Phyllis and I were actually talking before you even got on about distractions and how the enemy really uses distractions. And he's not all that cunning. You know, it's kind of funny because we're like, you know, this big bad enemy, but he pretty much uses the same thing over and over on us again. And so I think too, with writing it down and being able to say, oh, wait, I see a pattern here. Um, being able to refute that with what is actual truth as opposed to the lies. I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, definitely. Well, he'll pick at the the thing that you're the weakest in or the thing that hurts you the most. Just mm-hmm. usually always family or like um, just something from the past. And so I love that you do. Um, so it's funny you said that about updating that the 90 days, because when I was doing your original ones, I actually was doing it per like the affirmations was like, well, how does God see me? Yeah. I love I was it. doing that already. And then the dreams, like, well, if it's his will, like this would be a big dream. And I think, um, hitting upon that is like, please don't make your dreams small. And Corey, you're someone, I took a master class with you. I can't believe it's been almost like two years, but I know. Um, but it was about like, a lot of times we shrink our dreams because we think it's, it's what I call like fake humbleness. Like, Oh no, God doesn't want me to do this. Even though it's like pushing in your heart, right? Like you really want that dream, but then you feel guilty for having that big dream. And so you push it aside, but like, you're not, if it's, if it's entered into your heart of something that's good and pure and big, then it's probably something he put into your heart. Right. And so I want you to dream big. And I know like when we went through that course with you, it allowed me to free up to be like, Hey, I can dream bigger. And whether or not it happens, it's not like it makes you better because you get the bigger dream, but it just uh, allows you to, I keep telling people, like, if you allow yourself to walk through the first door, he'll open the second and the third and the fourth. Mm -hmm because he can't start opening up to make your life bigger until you walk through that first door. Yeah. I love that. I know. And it's so true. And like, we can diminish these things that God's placed on us. Like it's that, you know, humility, Mm -hmm. but it's like, if God gave you a dream and if like, if you truly are like allowing him to work through you, how much better are you going to be able to show off who God is? How much more glory Mm -hmm. is he going to give? 
get if it's like, whoa, what in the world? Look at what happened to her. How did that happen? Mm -hmm. You know? And so if you're just always playing small, like you're, I don't, I, I just think you're doing a disservice to the people that you talk to, to your community, Mm -hmm. to your audience, whoever it is that you come in contact with. If you're always playing small, like what if there's something really awesome God wants to do through you? And I think there's probably a lot of people missing out on God using them to do big things because they're playing like the humble card. Yeah. So That's yeah. so good. Now we all know everyone has a journey with goal setting, especially if you love to set goals, there's a way, you know, you, you come about it. There usually is a pivotal place in your life where you're going this, whatever I'm doing isn't working. So what was your like initial journey when you started to really find goals or have you always been a goal setter or has it been like something that you found later in life? Tell us yeah, a little bit about I would that. say I've kind of always been like a high achiever and goal setter, always loved planners and stuff like that. But you know, then when you have kids and your life is just mm-hmm. like chaos, um, that kind of just gets shoved to the side. And so basically like when I wrote my simplicity project book, that that was kind of like the big shift in my life was a little bit before that. And that's what inspired that. Um, I just really felt like God was like calling me to something more and I didn't know what it was, you know? And so I knew I had to kind of get like a handle on my life. And because I felt like, you know, I don't have the time to do any of these things. I don't have to t- the time to write a blog post. I don't have to, you know, I don't have time for anything. My house is a disaster. The kids are running everywhere. It was just kind of, you know, just like your average. So normal. Yeah, (laughs) totally normal. But I felt that tug on my heart and I was like, okay, if I want to like be obedient and follow this thing, I think God's asking me to do, I'm going to have to make some changes. Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of got back into it and like really figuring out like, what do I want my life to look like? What am I, you know, how is God calling me into this next level? What do I need to do? Because there's always something like, you know, God might call you to something and he might equip you for it. But like at the end of the day, you have to be a big girl. You have to pull up your panties and you have to do the things that sometimes mm-hmm. you don't want to do. And, um, and I'm so glad I did, you know, so that was kind of the point. So that was back in 2013 is when I kind of got back into it and figuring out, you know, what I wanted my life to look like and how I needed to set goals to, you know, achieve that. Yeah. And I think a lot of times women get stuck in the busyness of everything. And so even, I mean, even my kids are grown, but even with them being grown, I find that I need to time in quiet time. I need to time in. Um, I've decided this year that I was going to take care of my body. And so I've been doing um, regular two times a month, those float tanks. Have you ever done one of those? Oh, I haven't. Oh my goodness. it, It closes on you. It does. You don't have to completely close it. Yeah, I know I'm claustrophobic. And so I was really nervous about it. And literally the first time I was like, okay, I'm okay. You know, I would do a little okay, bit, good. little, little closer. <laughs> like it's in an egg. It's like, in an, like, yeah, it's in an egg. Yes. I've seen those and I've wanted to, sorry. I hope like my nose is itching. Um, <laughs> I have no one can see it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you play this somewhere. Yeah, I, <laughs> I keep like rubbing my nose. No, you, um, could have, you could have come in your robe and you would have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got pretty just in case. Uh, that was like a hard lesson at the beginning when I first wrote my book and I was on somebody's podcast and I just thought podcast and I like turn on the screen. My hair is in a bun. I was just like in sweats. And she was like, okay, are you okay with me recording this? I was like, 
uh, can you give me like 15 minutes? <laughs> so now I'm just always ready. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I, I have seen those float tanks and I really want to do one, but the it's thought pleasant. of closing that thing. And like, I just feel like I would uh, like drown. <laughs> I, I felt like that too. Cause I, like I said, I am claustrophobic, but it has literally been so great because it makes you turn your mind off for one hour. Okay. And like, how often do we turn our mind off for one yeah. hour? The first time it was really hard. The second time I fell asleep, like I woke myself wow. up cause I was snoring. Cause you have oh. like a, you have a, <laughs> yeah, snoring. You are good, I was good. in sleep, but I have to just tell this story because it's hilarious. Okay. So a couple weeks ago I go to the float tank. So relaxing. It's awesome. I get out of there. My hair is, you know, in a bun. Cause you have to get, you just get in your birthday suit and you shower and rinse off, but you don't always get all the salt off and you literally like have it's you're salty. So I rinsed off and I must've, I was trying not to get my face like completely wet, um, in the shower after. And so I literally had a line from like my earlobe to my chin. Okay. I did not know this. A salt line. I had a salt line. Oh it looked God. like, I actually looked like Santa Claus cause it was on both sides. And so I get out of there and normally I just will run home, jump at the shower right away, but I needed my eyebrows waxed and there's an eyebrow waxing place right next door. So I Girl, do you want us to shave your chin? Yeah. So I walk into the eyebrow waxing place thinking I look all cute, right? Like I'm all relaxed. And the lady takes me back. She does my eyebrows. We're talking. Well, I had told her that I had been at the salt place, but she didn't say anything. So she hands me the mirror after she waxes my, my eyebrows. And I just, I laughed. So we oh were laughing so hard because I'm like, why did you not tell why me? Why didn't you, you tell had... me? She goes, I just, I didn't want to embarrass you. I, go, She's I, all, I didn't know what to say. You look like a hot mess. Woman. <laughs> you know, I look like Santa Claus and I was dying. Cause I'm like, Oh, only me would go in and look. And I could literally feel it. Like when I touched it. I oh like, my oh, God. <laughs> so there, there's a tip. If you go to the salt I mean, bath, you got a free facial too. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> So and go, I look like Santa Claus. Yeah. Just check the mirror afterwards. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Note yeah. to sell. Just check before okay, you leave. Yeah. We digress. But anyway, no, but I have found that, you know, timing out, like even your, your time for yourself, because I think especially young moms, they just are powering through everything. And then they're so burned out. They're not good to anybody. And so I do think even goal setting, if you're going to start small, even with just your personal goal, like, you know, I need 15 minutes to myself so I can breathe is so important. And I know that you're so passionate about helping other women reach their goals. I mean, what is your, like, what made you so passionate about that? Was it just because you felt like, you know, I've been there and I just want to share this with other women? Yeah. I, I do think that's mostly it is I want women to know, like, they can have the things that God's called them to. They can chase those dreams he's put on their heart. And so many times it's actually tied to stuff that was your dream when you were a little girl or when you were a teenager or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, you know, there's a reason God has given you those dreams and the busyness of life can take that away. And you end up kind of just like sleepwalking through life. And I just feel like, I just don't want women to miss out, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's not that like, I you know, maybe it's not for everybody and that's fine, you know, but, and so it's, it's never about like, oh, well, you shouldn't just be a stay at home mom. It's absolutely not that it's just having like the courage to be like, I think God wants me to do this. So I'm going to start doing it and see what it looks like. And I just want women to know, like, 
you know, anything's possible, especially, especially if God's put that dream on your heart, it's for sure possible. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's And also I think, um, it changes over time too. So like you could be doing something for a few years and it actually wraps back around. Like what I've seen is like some of the little side jobs and hustles that I had as a stay at home mom are now coming back to me as like Mm -hmm. tools of the things that I'm doing now where I'm like, Oh, that's why he had me doing this because I know how that works now. So then my expertise comes in this area. Yeah. Currently that because you had these other experiences where other people didn't and you're like, Oh, I know how this model works. Cause I did this over here like 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a surprise to me to see that. Um, and just an encouragement for others that nothing is wasted. Like you may be taking some like a side job or just a job. Cause you have to at the moment, but like he can still use it years down the road for something bigger where you're going to have that expertise in that area that no one else has. So I think that's like the thing that he doesn't waste any part. Yeah, totally. I love that. Yeah. And I think when we're in a a season of like, we feel like we're stagnant or redundant, you know, God is still using that for, for his glory. Right. And, and I think it too, as we get older, you know, you raise your children and then you, you know, you're kind of, you get to restart stuff, you know, after they're kind of gone and re reignite those passions. And so if you haven't been setting those goals or even having a vision for the future, it makes it, I've seen so many women that are stuck, you know, their kids grow up and then they're just stuck. Like, they're like, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm good at. I haven't done anything in 20 years because they haven't done anything for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I do think that, you know, even just setting goals while your children are growing, teaching your children to set goals. Cause I know like you're, you have, you have amazing children, Corey, by the way. Oh, um, and I know your daughter is, you know, an entrepreneur as well. And so, I mean, I think that model that you're modeling for your children so that they can see how important setting a goal is and accomplishing mm-hmm. it and feeling good about it is awesome. Yeah. 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 That's been really helpful. And you know, it's, it's hard. It's like everything you do there, you have to find that balance because I would never want my kids to think like my goals and my business is more important than them, but I want them to also see me going after it, but not going after it 24 seven, you know? So it's, we just have a really like, we have open communication in our house. Like we talk about everything, you know, my kids know like when I'm struggling, they know when things are good, like we don't hide anything. And so I think that's really helped them to see like, like, yeah, they can chase their dreams and yeah, it's not always going to be perfect. And, you know, and what really matters is being aligned with what God's called them to be. And, um, yeah, so that's, it's been nice. It's been crazy to watch my three kids do three totally different things, you know? So yeah, it's fun. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your husband and you working together because, you know, I love my husband and sometimes I say he's the worst workmate ever because he's really loud on the telephone. <laughs> so tell us a little so bit about that. Oh my gosh. I'm like, actually Phyllis was at the airport and she had posted something on social media about like this man was sharing his whole life story or something. <laughs> he he was talking, well, you know, where you're in Southwest where you're standing in the, the rows and it, like he's in the row and everybody's turning around, looking at him. Like he's telling, he's telling us what he, where he's going for dinner and what the, 
It's like, dude, we can hear you and um, you don't need to really be talking to your friends right now. So I posted just a little quick story on it. I, I saw that story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have never had more DMs in my whole life than from that story. I'm not even kidding you. I had like 20 people. Oh my first one was Rhonda and, and Nina. Yeah, I was like, Jay does the same thing. And I was dying laughing. I was like, tell Jay to shut up. Like, <laughs> um, but there was people that I didn't even know were following me. We're jumping on that bandwagon. Oh, that's so that's funny. Peeve too. I was like, I can't stand when somebody thinks they're the only person in there. And I'm like, I know. a thousand people in an airport. Like no one needs to hear your conversation. I know. I know. Ryan's the same way. It's hilarious. And I'm always like, yeah. Yeah. he just, it's like when he's on the phone, he talks so loud. And especially if he has like his earbuds in, cause that's what the guy know, had his earbuds. Yeah. In. So they like, I feel like they block out the noise. You know how you always like talk louder if yeah. you have like headphones on and stuff. And well, so, my husband's like half deaf cause he's a hunter. So he, I'm <laughs> I know. I know. We were in downtown Franklin the other day walking down the sidewalk and he got a work call and I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Mine puts us on speaker and that drives us insane. First it was his excuse. Like he was like, Oh, well, it's because my, um, my speaker isn't working on my phone when I put it up to my ear (laughs) and now he has a new phone and he still does it. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I love you, but I can hear your whole conversation and it makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) So please tell us how it is working with you. (laughs) Honestly, like, well, we really love working together and Ryan has like, he has a job job, but he also helps me with my business. And for like a brief period of time or for like a year, we were solely working together. And I mean, it definitely, it was like the first time we were spending like 24 seven together and building this business together. And it was like, there was definitely hard times, but I just had to learn. And we were in a mastermind and our like coaches were super helpful and like kind of guiding us and talking to us about like, well, you know, what are, the things that Ryan's good at and what are the things that you're good at and really like handing stuff over to him that he's good at and like not worrying about it. And, you know, I think the hardest part was since I had built the business like from scratch. So everything was like my idea and my thing and then handing things over to him. That was hard. Cause I was kind of like, well, that's not right. And that's, you know, like expecting him to know things that he didn't know yet because I just, new because I had built it, you know, so those were kind of the hardest parts, but honestly, like we're, we are really good friends. We love spending time together. And, um, like I hate when he's gone. So like, it's just, it's worked out really well for us, but that's not to say there was never like fights or anything like that. There was obviously tough moments, but I think really learning to like, look at him and, like the gifts that God's given him and, you know, remembering to like have that respect for him. And it's just like this whole new light that I saw my husband in. And so it was really fun at the same time because it was like, whoa, he's like really good at this stuff and, you know, things that he had never done before. So it was just fun to kind of see how like we worked together and the, you know, the things that we were separately good at, the things that we did really good together, you know, like he's really good at 
like talk, like we can like flush out like our dreams and our plans and set goals. He's like super good at that. And so it's just like this whole, it's weird because since it's my brand, it's like he's behind the scenes, but he does so much to carry it, you know? So I don't know. I just think it, we had so much fun that year. And then now he does work for someone else, but still with me. And so it's less time together on the business, um, which I really miss. And so our goal is to get him back full time with me, but you know, we just love it. And we love helping other couples. You know, we just see so many marriages like falling apart and like high profile marriages, like that people look up to these people and their marriage is falling apart. And that just really makes me sad. I want to, I want to show people like marriage can be fun. It doesn't have to be hard. Like you can build your life and dreams together. Um, and so I just want people to see that and to know like they can have a good marriage too. Yeah. And I think, you know, with marriage, you know, we've talked about this before on the podcast as well as, is if I'm a big proponent of setting like family goals, um, because I do believe that you all have to be going in the same direction. And I think sometimes we, you know, in marriage, especially when you're busy and you're working at two different companies, you can easily veer, you know, to one side or the other, and you just kind of like, you come home and it's like having a roommate. And so it really is important. I mean, Another thing I put on my list this year was to do date night more often because I really felt like that's that's something that was on my goal. Like that's a goal. And it's so funny because you wouldn't think people think of goals like, oh, they have to be about business or about me making money or about me achieving something great. But I think it's even those little things, um, you know, being intentional with your friendships and your marriage and your, you know, relationships with your children is super important. So that's like mm-hmm. really inspirational. I think that's such a great thing that you're doing. And I just encourage people to really like seek out Corey for that, because if you're having <laughs> trouble there, like don't let your marriage fall apart just because you're, you feel like you're, you're, you know, being divided. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just been this weird little like pivot in our path that we've been on. And it's something we've always been passionate about, you know, because we have had a really good marriage. We've had like tons of ups and downs, like outside of our relationship, you know, things happening like within our family or moving or jobs or whatever that we've like made it through. And so people are always like, you know, how do you do it? That kind of stuff. And I never really thought like we would help married people, but it just, has kind of progressed and we were both kind of feeling like that's the direction we're headed. And then at church, we had, um, some people like prophesy over us on this night of worship and, and they literally, like we had never met these people before cause we're pretty new at the church we're at. And, you know, and everything they said was like about like our marriage, even though they didn't know, anything about us and about how everything we've gone through is like for a purpose and going to help other married couples. And, you know, so we just felt like it was this confirmation that like, this is, it doesn't necessarily change a lot of what we're doing, except like, I, we really want to focus on helping like married couples. And it's not just about running some business together, but like about building the life that you want together, like a life of freedom, a life of abundance, like following your dreams, having a really good marriage, having a good life. Like, you know, it's just kind of that whole package that we want to help people with. So I have to ask you, would this be a course that like, even like a newly married couple or a couple like planning on getting married 
could take and it would be valuable for them? Um, well, it's not a course and okay. it's, and I wouldn't say like, I mean, at this point, it's not going to be for not married. It's for already married. And, you know, and who knows like what that's going to look like. It could turn into something else. It could turn into a course or like we have helped people with like at our other church, we did premarital counseling and stuff like that, but this is a mastermind. So it's a 12 month like program where we will meet monthly, like virtually. And then we'll also meet in person, um, a couple of times for retreats and have, you know, other experts come in and, but it'll be like this combination, right. Where like a lot of most masterminds, it's like all business, business, business. And so like, yes, it'll be some business stuff and finance stuff, but it'll also be like marriage stuff and just really like creating that lifestyle that you, you know, have always dreamed of, but like really surrounding yourself with like-minded people who like their marriage is really, really important. And building this life that they've always dreamed of is really important. And like taking, you know, the whole group to that next level. Mm. Sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. So I have, let me, I just have a, a question about you being, because you're an entrepreneur at heart, I know that you had struggles along the way. So we can't go with a goal setting without saying that you haven't wanted to throw in the towel or give up, right? <laughs> and yeah. I remember you say, and I don't know if you had said it to us on um, when we were talking last time or if it was on a podcast that you had done, but I remember you talking about the troubles that you were having getting your planner completed and um, the frustration of it and how, I mean, what did you learn from that? And like, how did you pivot when it just seemed like this is not going to happen and this is a really tough place I'm in? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. It's so funny because I just posted about this yesterday. It's like, I swear every year there's some sort of problem and we've, and we have changed, you know, when I started the business, um, when I started making planners, it was, this was like in 2014 and there wasn't a lot of planners on the market besides what you just went and picked up at Staples, like a plain black day planner, you know? So like making these pretty, like more gift style, like nice planners was new. And so it was so easy to sell. And now I had no clue what I was doing. I was not in the manufacturing industry. I was not in the design. I mean, I did not know what I was doing, but I had this like tribe of people that I was helping you know, helping them simplify their lives so that they could live it on purpose. And a lot of people were like, you should make a planner that kind of implements what you teach. So anyways, so I had no experience other than I had like this drive to help like figure out how to make this tool to help my people. And so it's changed over the years. There has been issues and, you know, and now like there's supply issues. And even though I'm having a made in the United States, well, like most places in the United States are still buying a lot of their mm-hmm. materials from overseas and, you know, and then there's shipping slowdowns. I mean, there's just like a million things. Right. And, but at the end of the day, like at one point in my business, when it was really like booming and took off so fast, um, I really felt like I was starting to create this like stationary company or planner company. And that's just not what I wanted. And so that was kind of when I had this like pivot and, you know, it's like the first year we were in a mastermind and, um, just getting that coaching and helping me like work through, okay, like, what is it that I actually want? Like, do I want this? Like, 
and I really didn't. So, you know, it's just creating a tool that can help women like live this life God's called them to. That's like my whole reason for creating it. And so, you know, now this year, like we had to do another little pivot because the company we used last year was, it was the most horrific experience I've ever had. And, um, so, you know, we have a new company and we've changed things a little bit and again, but it's, it's always like the decisions we make in our business are always to help us like stay in alignment with like where we feel God's calling us. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that's pretty much how we have to make every decision because otherwise we'll just end up going down the wrong path, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if that answered your question. No, that totally <laughs> it started like going off on a rant. <laughs> no, but I think it's a honest, um, evaluation of your company because like people look at you and go, Oh my gosh, she must just be, you know, so lucky and so blessed. And she has mm-hmm. this business and it must be wonderful. And the orders are coming in like crazy and she's probably making a ton of money and just <laughs> all these things. Right. And no one ever sees the behind the scenes I know. crying because yeah, the person that's promised you the product can't deliver. And also you made a really good point. It's like, yeah, even if you're dealing with made in the USA, they still have to buy products. Exactly. It's like, it's not always 100% made here. And so those are things people don't take into account. So the stress that you have. So I think the, probably the moral of that is that, you know, the stress that you have as a business owner, like, yes, it's nice to be an entrepreneur and have like be in control, but also there's things you can't control. And it's like, that's when you dig in to either be successful. That's when a lot of people quit. Mm-hmm. It's really hard and it's, and it's lonely because you are the boss. So like, if you work in a job where you get a paycheck, if it doesn't work out, you go home at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. But like, you are the boss. You yeah. are the chief nursemaid, like you're all the things, right? You're exactly. A- everything. And so it's a good story and a good moral lesson for if women are having this like dream of like, Hey, I want to own my own business. And I want to do these products. You have to know that like, there are moments that will break you Mm -hmm. and you want to quit. And so you have to decide like, is this really worth pushing through? Cause this is where God wants me to be. Or is this something that I thought was a good idea, but maybe I'm not strong enough to handle all of that. Yeah. 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 Or maybe I'm taking on things that I was never supposed to take on, Yeah, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, usually like the hardest things in, but what I've learned is usually the most like struggle I have is when I'm taking on something that I was never like asked to take on, you know? And so it's just like this constant, you have to constantly be in conversation, you know, with the Holy Spirit and you have to be like listening and you have to be following those prompts and, um, you know, and it doesn't mean it's always going to be perfect, but, and you have to be willing to be like, well, I don't think this is right anymore. Like, like time to, you know, cut this one off and move in a different direction. And, um, I feel like that's been for me, like, I mean, I, I'm such a people pleaser, like 
And I've learned to not be, but still at the end of the day, like, I feel like most of us, we don't want to let people down, you know? And so there's people who literally have no clue who I am or why I created this planner. And then they're like mad, you know, well, I can't believe you changed it, you know? And they send me these snarky emails and I'm just like, well, clearly you're not paying attention. You're not reading what I'm saying, because this is why we've made these changes. And I don't have to explain myself to you, you know? So it's just it's crazy being in that world where people feel like they have like the right to just, you know, go off. Well, they, and haven't, they haven't walked through it. So they don't understand the process yeah. behind yeah. it. And so yeah. that's really, you know, I'm waiting for my planner and I don't care what it looks like. Cause I know it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and I think a lot of times people just want to, you know, they feel like they haven't met a goal because they need to pivot or change something or, you know, Hey, the Holy spirit's driving you in a different direction. And where you thought you were going, you can't do that now. And just because you set that goal and you didn't accomplish that goal, doesn't mean that you're a failure. So I just found that like women just will stop altogether and be like, well, you know what? I didn't, I failed. I didn't do it. And it might just be about pivoting, not necessarily mm-hmm. just yeah. abandoning the goal. And yeah. So- well, and sometimes it is about pushing through. That's like the hardest. Yeah. Part of all that's of what it. I was going to say. Sometimes, sometimes it is about like, pushing through. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I'm like, God, just tell me, do you want me to push through or turn? Yeah. Like what's happening? Yeah. But sometimes you do have to go through it. And sometimes you do have some really tough stuff and you have to like be disciplined and you have to use like the brain God gave you to figure out a way to make something work. So it's so hard because I don't like, I don't ever want to get in the habit of like, oh, well, there's too much resistance. So it's time for me to pivot. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's crazy. This whole entrepreneurial journey. And I tell you, success is not easy. It doesn't come easy and it looks pretty on Instagram and all of that, but it's not, we need to have more honest conversations. I'm really glad that we got to talk to you about it because, um, people see the pictures and they think that it's easy and it's not easy, but it's mm-hmm. the people who stick with it. If it's something that really is on your heart and you feel passionate about it, you are going to have to fight for it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. And, um, you can't keep quitting every time it gets hard. Exactly. I always say that it takes three years when you're an entrepreneur, it takes three years to totally. build something. I mean, you start to get a little bit more momentum after three years. It's not, you know, you're six months in and all of a sudden, you know, you've sold 5 million planners, you know, it's yeah. like it doesn't work that way. I know. And so I think people, and if it does, you're super blessed, right? <laughs> I know if that, that's a God acceleration of that, <laughs> but no, it does. It takes time and perseverance. And so thank you so much for coming on and just like yeah. sharing, like honestly about what it's like to be an entrepreneur, why goals are so important. And just one last question. If somebody is trying to set goals for the first time, what is like the first baby step that you would give them? Oh gosh, the first step. Um, and this is something like I even talk about in my, like my book, the simplicity project is I ask people to like, basically kind of, I even just pull out a sheet of paper and split it into like four sections. I don't know, six sections and write down like, what are the main areas of your life? Like you're, are you a wife? Are you a mom? You know, do you help in your community? Do you go to church? And then write down, like, what do you want each of those areas of your life to look like? So at the very beginning, it's not even about setting those goals. I think so many people don't even realize what they actually want. And so if you don't know what you want, you're not going to be able to set goals to get there. Right. So 
And this is something that I did when I was first kind of going through my simplicity project for myself. Um, is I was just like, okay, like who do I want to be as a, a mom? What are the things I want to do? Like, I want to have like, you know, game night with the kids and I like just little things like that. And as a wife, what do I want? Well, I want to have date night every week and I want to go on like, you know, semi-annual, like, you know, weekend getaways or whatever. And, um, in my church, like just knowing like the different hats you wear, like, it's okay. Like to wear a lot of hats, like, I mean, everybody should at least have about four, right? Mm -hmm. You you want to have like kind of some diversity in your life and do some things, but it's like, what do you want each of those like roles that you play to look like? And so once you know what you want, then I feel like the goal setting part becomes a lot easier. That's good. Well, thank you so much for being on. How can they find you and sign up for masterminds and courses and order planners and <laughs> all the things. <laughs> um, yeah, I am. So my website is just my name, Corey Clark and it's C O R I E, um, Corey Clark.com. And then I'm also on Instagram, Corey Clark. That's where I spend most of my time on social media is on Instagram. And I love just connecting with my audience there. So everything is on my website though, like how to get the planners and apply for the mastermind and all that good stuff is all there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on in 24 Carat Tribe. Thank you for being on with us today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and leave us a review. That helps us out a lot. So until next time, sparkle on. Bye, peeps. Bye.